Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's easier than you think to become an amazing meditator, and just 15 minutes a day will change your life. Imagine feeling calmer and in charge of your emotions. Imagine feeling more content in your life and confident in your decisions. Imagine all, and I mean all of your relationships improving as you're able to communicate more effectively. Imagine stopping the self-doubt, the regrets, and the guilt. Today I'm teaching you why you're not meditating and my simple steps to making it an easy part of your day. I am about to blow your mind when it comes to meditation, so stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Welcome back. So good to have you here. So excited. Oh my gosh, today's the day. We're here. I'm doing it. I've been planning this for a while. I have been in so many things in the works because I just can't we just have to go here today. We have to go to why meditation is going to change your life. And I I'm telling you we're going to we're going to drill down and I'm going to change your mind by the end of the episode. So please stay with me and I have a really special offer today. I've been working on this for a while. It is something that has been requested for a very long time from my clients and from listeners. So I and I finally did it. <laughs> So here it's going to be today. Uh, I'm really so I'm just so excited. All right. So let me just say this first. You know, everyone knows. I think at this point that I'm, you know, in a long-term recovery from my heroin addiction, and that journey has been a lot of things. So you know, lots of rehab and therapy and counseling. And I've mentioned before, you know, I've walked on hot coals with Anthony Robbins, and I've. Uh, done Est back in the day with Werner Earhart. Now it's called Landmark. I did uh, something called Lifespring, which Werner and an old partner kind of split off into these two different things. I mean, <laughs> there is very little I haven't tried or done in my efforts to be to grow, to become more self-actualized, to be more self-aware, and to make sure that I never go back to the way I used to live, which is so vastly different than who I am today. I'm 
I take it as a real compliment when people tell me that they can't imagine that I used to do drugs or shoot heroin or whatever, that they can't even see me that way. And, you know, I was miserable. I was terrible in my relationships. I did every mistake you can imagine, you know, that you're probably struggling with. I was, I, I lied. I, I manipulated. I, ugh, all the things you can imagine that were part of my old life. And I, I've just been terrified of ever going back to that. So, um, not that I, you know me, I work on love, not fear. So, you know, it, it's kept me though in a certain, you know, channel of, of getting better. And many years ago in the early parts of my sobriety, when I was going to 12 step meetings, uh, I still do. But when I was, you know, when that was all I did, you know, I went to a meeting every single day and I'd also done a course in miracles and been trying some other things. And I met in one of my 12-step meetings, I met a Buddhist nun and she was amazing. And this is back in 80, maybe 1989, could have been 1990. So this is a long time ago. And I'd like to say I was two, but I was not. And um, so meditation, Buddhism, I know nowadays, you know, stuff is very common and popular, but it was not back then. And I'm a nice Jewish girl. And so even going to 12 step meetings back then where everything was, you know, the Lord and Jesus and the Lord's prayer and all kinds of things that I had not grown up with and didn't know, um, it, that was challenging in and of itself. And, but I met this woman and, um, she just really had great sobriety and just an amazing way about her. She glowed from the inside. And so I wanted some of that and she and I became friends and, uh, friends, we became very friendly. <laughs> I don't know if we were, she would consider me a good friend, but we were very friendly and she invited me to, uh, come and learn Buddhism and, Again, I didn't know what it was at the time. I didn't really understand, but she used to meditate every day. Uh, she was doing this uh, compassion meditation. And I was like, what is that? So, and I tried for a long time to be a meditator and I could, I quote unquote, couldn't do it. I couldn't figure it out. And my personality, you know me by now, if it's your first time here, welcome. My personality is so is so revved up. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of energy. Can you imagine me 30 years ago or whatever? You know, I, I have really had a lot of energy. I just, my brain works really fast. I, it's very hard for me to sit still. I love to be in action. You know, I was always doing something and sitting still. Oh my God, put burning bamboo shoots up my fingernails, please. It was such torture. And I really had a hard time. And over the years, however, I really learned. It's because I didn't understand what meditation really was. I didn't understand what it was that I was trying to do. And so that has changed. And I've gone through different periods in my life where I've meditated for an hour a day, uh, even longer sometimes. And, you know, three times a day, I've done all kinds of things. And what I have found now in my life is that 15 minutes a day does the trick. 15 minutes a day. You've got 15 minutes, I'm telling you right now. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to give you every benefit I ever uh, we've been talking about. So I'm taking you on the journey today. We're going to go soup to nuts. You're going to hear it all. You're going to really understand. And like I said, I have this kind of special thing I can give you later to really help hold your hand to learn and become a meditator. So let's just talk really quickly about what meditation is. I Because I, this is the biggest problem. People don't understand what it truly is. And meditation is about focusing your attention and your awareness. That's all it is. You're not trying to turn off your thoughts and feelings as much as you're really just trying to observe those thoughts and feelings without judgment. And there are many, many types of meditation practices, and you've likely heard about uh, mindfulness or focus meditation, but there's walking or movement meditation, there's mantra meditation, there's loving kindness meditations, transcendental meditation, and that's just a few, there's a ton. So I'm going to talk a bit and teach today about, you know, this category of focused or mindful meditation, which is really about just focusing on something uh, often it's your breathing. I use a sound and doing your best to stay focused during that time, you're meditating. That's it. That's it. 
it's not about nothing. This is not a show about nothing. It's not, it's not Seinfeld. It's not about emptying your mind because your mind will absolutely wander. And that's actually part of the meditation. Meditation is really about focusing on something like maybe your breath and then noticing that your mind wandered. It went somewhere. You start thinking about what you're going to make for dinner or that you're hungry or whatever. You know, you start uh, some conversation you had yesterday and, but you notice that it wandered and you bring it back, back to your breath or to whatever your original focus was. That's it. And I talk a lot about how it's like going to a gym to get fit. And if you want to lift weights, let's say you're, you want to become a, you know, get physically fit. And of course, weightlifting is often part of that. And so what makes your muscle bigger when you're using weights? What makes the muscle bigger? And you're thinking, well, it's the weight. Well, it's not just the weight because if I, if I went to the gym, if I was out of shape and I started lifting a five pound weight, that would certainly start to build the muscle if I had never done anything before. But if I, a year later was still only using the five pound weight, it wouldn't be building any more muscle because it's the resistance that builds the muscle. It's the resistance to the weight that has actually been building the muscle. So I need to keep adding weight, right? Creating more resistance to increase my muscle if I want to do it that way. And meditation is really the same. The resistance though is your wandering thoughts. And every time you bring it back, you're building your attention muscle. So that's what's beautiful. Okay. So let's talk about why you're not meditating, my pretty. Why aren't you meditating? Here's the top reasons, and I'm going to debunk them all. So get ready. (laughs) Number one, and this is the one I hear the most, I can't do it. Abby, I tried. I can't do it. Oh, my God. I, oh, I love you so much, and I just want to shake you hard. So (laughs) this one drives me crazy. (laughs) You try, and you say you just can't. But when I poke at you and ask, you've likely tried it once or twice, Or maybe you even did it for two weeks and then you're like, I can't do it. And I say the same thing every time. If you had never played tennis in your life, would you expect to play like Serena Williams, even if you did it for two weeks straight? (laughs) No, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. It's called a meditation practice for a reason. You have to practice. It's a skill. And like any other skill, repetition is what will make you better. So get off the hole. You can't do it. Everybody can pretty much do it, I would say. I, I There's a such a small percentage of the population that quote unquote can't. And I've worked with people with ADHD who've done it. So don't give me your stuff. I, I'm, not, I'm not here for that today. I love you too much to listen to that. Number two, the reason that you're not meditating is because your expectations are wrong. And that's why I covered what meditation is. Again, many people really don't understand what meditation is. So their expectations are all screwy. And again, it's meditation isn't just sitting quietly and emptying your mind. That's very nice, but that's not all it is. And there's no one right way to do it. You can, I just, I mentioned a few earlier, there's tons of ways to meditate. It's really, again, about having your mind wander and then bringing it back, you know, yourself back to center. Your mind will wander and you should expect that. So you're not doing it wrong if your mind has wandered. And even after all these years of meditating, I have sat for my 15 minutes and set my alarm for 15 minutes and it has gone off and I've realized that the entire time I was daydreaming about something, you know, my mind was not on what it was supposed to be on. It has happened even after all these years, but I know it's cumulative effect. There's a cumulative effect that's happening. It's just like, there's lots of days I go to work out and my workout sucks. I suck. <laughs> I just suck. I. It's not a good workout. I didn't put in much effort. Not much happens, but I still know that it's good because it's adding. It's cumulative, right? So, and there's something about just doing what you say you're going to do. All right. The third reason I see a lot is that you don't see the value because we have time for anything we see is important. I love when people tell me I just don't have time. Of course you have time. Please, have you scrolled through Facebook today or Instagram? Have you, uh, I don't know, just sat after your shower and hung out and found yourself scrolling through your emails? Have you checked emails more than once today, you know, and just keep randomly going there? Please, please, of course you have. You The worst comes to worst, you could wake up 
10 minutes early and you could have time. I, I'm sorry, you, you you don't get to say that. And the, But the reason you do say it is because you don't see the value of it because you make time for everything you see value of. It's hard to do something you don't want to do, especially when you don't understand how it will really help you. So today I'm going to cover really these concrete reasons so you can see the value. Uh, and I kind of just alluded to this. The other reason I see is that you say you're too busy and there's no better time to make sure you're meditating regularly than when you're too busy to do it. There's apparently, I've heard this story many times that uh, Thich Nhat Hanh is a kind of famous teacher, Buddhist teacher. I guess someone said to him, uh, oh, I, I don't have time to do 10 minutes of meditation. And he said, oh, then 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 you should meditate for an hour. <laughs> if you don't have time for 10 minutes, then you should do it for an hour. You know, it's again, because you don't see the benefits, you, you're putting it off like eating healthfully or working out or something. So again, I'm talking about something that'll take 10 to 15 minutes a day. And in the beginning, the way I teach it, it's two minutes a day, two minutes a day. I don't want to hear you don't have two minutes. Uh, so again, I know you spend that time doing other things and playing games on your phone or there's 10 minutes or 15 minutes in your day. I uh, There just is. Number uh, five, the fifth reason I see is people say it's physically uncomfortable. And I want to say this, so that's another uh, misconception about meditation. The only thing required for meditation is that you sit in a position that's both alert and relaxed. And actually, you could lay down for meditation. The problem is you don't want to fall asleep. And if you, because if you fall asleep while you're meditating, your brain will keep doing that and you, you're really losing a lot of the benefits. So you want to sit in a position, again, that's both alert and relaxed. And when you're laying down, it's relaxed, but it's not alert, right? If you're sitting up super straight with a rigid back on one of those meditation cushions, you know, those uh, Zafus, you know, it's on the floor. Uh, I don't even know if I can get up from the floor anymore, <laughs> but you know, yeah, that's alert, but is it relaxed? So I love to meditate in my car. That's That seat in my car is so comfy or sitting on a couch. I, I like to surround myself with pillows so my arms are supported. I'm sort of at an age where it hurts my back for my arms just to be kind of hanging when I'm sitting. It's much more comfortable if they're supported. So I set myself up, you know, very much comfortably. I, you'll hear it's great, you know, put your palms op face open on your knees or something. That sometimes hurts my back. I just, I do so much typing and uh, computer work that I have trouble in my back. So I, I, it's not comfortable for me to sit that way. You don't have to. I, I know you're supposed to sit with your, you know, head up and like there's a string from the ceiling and all the things and very aligned and that's the way you get the most. Yeah, I guess so. But you know, Doing it this way, I don't know. I've had a lot of benefits from meditation. So, and I don't do it the, you know, if I if I go to a meditation retreat or something, yes, I sit in a little more of a together way, I guess, but you don't have to worry about it. Um, and then the last thing I want to say is sometimes people don't meditate because they don't think they're going to see results for years. And that's not true. There's been, again, we have so many studies now showing that there's improvement. A few studies showed improvement after just 10 days, 10 days. That was intensive meditation though, like one to three hours a day. But there's also been a ton of research showing that just after eight weeks of less intensive meditation, eight weeks for 10 to 20 minutes a day, you can have really profound uh, positive results. And I don't know, with my clients, they report things within the first week that they feel different, that they can notice some things changing. So. But let's go into, you know, how how does meditation make your life and your relationships better? Let me let me get deep here for just a moment. So there and there's a ton of research showing the benefits of meditation for improving your physical health, you know, helping you be more productive, more creative. It's been show even shown to reduce or slow and reduce cognitive decline. So literally makes you smarter literally stops, you know, the, the, the brain fog that happens over years. But, and I will link to all of this fabulous research on, you know, come to the podcast page on my website, go to, go to this one and you will find all the links to the research. If you want that, there'll be a corresponding blog 
which is under uh, relationship tips and tools now on my website. It says relationship tips and tools. It no longer says blog. And you can go and find that there. So you can get all, all of it. I, I promise it's all, you know me with the research, but so if you want to do that, you want to do your own and go deep, go look. But I'm telling you now, it's crazy how much it's been shown to benefit so many things, reducing blood pressure, b- blood pressure. I mean, it goes on and on. But again, I'm all about relationships here. So let's talk about very specifically how meditation will improve all of your relationships. And I say all because it'll improve work and your romance and your parenting. It'll improve it all. So number one, and this is huge, is that you will have better emotional regulation. And what the heck does that mean, Abby? It means you're in charge of your emotions better. This, it's huge because it means you're going to be less reactive when you're in a conversation with someone and they upset you or they trigger you, you won't react. It means you, you can act, not react. It means you won't get as upset about something as you used to, if you do get upset, um, It'll be, and even if you do again get upset, you'll be, it'll be less. It'll be less intense. It won't last as long. It's incredible. It, meditation positively affects, it, it, it creates actual physical changes in the brain. Crazy, I know. Uh, and it positively affects one, a part of your brain called your lateral prefrontal cortex. I talk about the prefrontal cortex a lot in other, um, podcast episodes. And that's, it's the part of your brain that allows you to look at things uh, from a more rational, balanced, logical perspective. So because it positively affects that part of the brain, that's what helps you override any automatic habits, you know, knee-jerk responses that come from that fear part of your brain, from your amygdala. And that's how you can remember all the great tools that Abby taught you. Yes, because the meditation helps you do that. It helps your brain strengthen those connections. And you're able, what's so great is that you're able to see yourself, your situations, the the people around you with a clearer and a more balanced head, and you can stop taking things so personally. All of this adds up to better emotional regulation, better ability to, again, regulate how you feel, how intensely you feel, and not being overwhelmed or having flooding from feelings. I mean, hello. That's why meditation's been used so much for people who have uh, post-traumatic stress disorder uh, and other sort of triggering ways of being. It's incredibly effective, incredibly. Okay. Now, the second thing I want to talk about, again, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty, more of the nitty-gritty, is that you're going to have better attention management. So when you learn, when you meditate, you're learning to focus your attention. And when your attention wanders, as I've said, you learn to bring it back to whatever it is you're supposed to be focusing on, if that's a sound or, you know, uh, your breath or whatever. So this skill improves your focus even when you're not meditating. Yeah, I know. It's beautiful. The The number one thing, think about this, the number one thing you can give your partner or anyone else in your life is your full attention. And learning to train your attention to where you want it to be is just a skill. And the more you practice that, the better you get, you begin to excel at it. Imagine at work being able to really focus your attention where you need it and not having 50 things coming at you and not sure which one to do first or how much, or you you start to do something and then something else comes in, you get a notification or something, and then next thing you know, you're down another rabbit hole. This stops all of that when you meditate consistently over time. It's incredible. I get asked probably more than anything, um, how I get so much done. I, I get a lot done. <laughs> I really do. I'm super productive and I really give all the love to meditating. I, I believe this is, which is, you know, part of my mindfulness practice, which is how I stay on point, stay on track and get crap done productively, efficiently, but also well, you know, again, we're more creative, we're more thoughtful. We really have more juices flowing. Uh, our brains are working better. So it's incredible. You know, think of instead of mindlessly looking at your phone or not hearing when your partner asks you a question, you know how that happens. You're like, whoa, what? I wasn't listening. You'll be more attentive and focused so you can be more fully engaged in all of your relationships and really all of your life. It's incredible. And the other thing is that better attention management 
also means you're going to be happier. You're going to have less depression. Matt Killingsworth, I've talked about his research before. He's got a great TED Talk. Again, I'll link to everything. His research has shown that a wandering mind makes you unhappy. Being in the present moment and paying attention to your now is when you're at your happiest because you're not tripping about the past or the future. You're not perseverating on something that's you know already passed that you can't change. And let's face it, right? The happier you are, the happier your relationships are going to be. Of course they are. So as you learn to focus your attention in the moment, instead of focusing on what your, you know, your partner has done in the past or worrying about what might happen in the future, you're everything changes. Your relationships drastically improve. And I think that this is the thing I see the most with my clients because think about how many times you've tried to change something. Okay. And so or let's, or let's say your partner tries to change something. They're, they're changing something. They're acting a little different, but, but do you give them credit for it? Usually not. Maybe a little bit, but mostly what I hear couples do, they keep going to the past. They keep, well, yeah, this is one time, but you know, the last 50 times you did this. Or let's say someone had a, and this has happened to you too, by the way, you've had a bad habit in your relationship. You are fixing that habit, right? And you're really doing well, but then you do the one thing, the one one thing, and it brings your partner back to that, oh yeah, here we go again. I knew it. I knew this wouldn't take. And meanwhile, you've done this thing right for the last 50 times, but you have the one time you didn't because you had, you know, years of doing it crappy and you're bust, they, they bust out on you about it. It really, really sucks. And that's, that's what meditation stops. It helps you really be in the here and now and fully embracing and enjoying <clears throat> what's happening in the here and now with your partner and with yourself. I'm going to take a little sip of my chai. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh, it's a chai latte today, people. That's right. (laughs) So I would say that's the biggest change I see, you know, as far as my clients go. Uh, And it's certainly been in my own life too, when you're just happy, you're just happier. I don't know what to say. It's all, it really does. That's why it really does help with depression. Um, So, okay. I'm just going to leave that there. What else do I want to say? So, Better attention management, because I want to make sure I cover all these pieces. It also means better time management. Oh, yeah. Think about it, right? Where your attention is, if you can stay on point more, then your time management is going to get much, much better. So, And I did a whole episode on this a while back, and I will link to that in the show notes. I'll link to that in the notes on my webpage. But so think of that. Meditation will literally... Literally, literally, I just burped. Hi. <laughs> Meditation will literally give you more time in your day. So, yeah, you're giving up 15 minutes in the beginning of the day or two minutes to start, by the way, as I said, but you're going to gain probably hours, quite literally, of time. I'm not, I'm not making this up. I am not blowing sunshine up your ass. I'm telling you the truth. I've seen it over and over. I've got decades now of watching thousands of people change their lives with meditation. And you got to do this. Okay. <clears throat> Again, I'm going to 
we're going to get to the how, but I really want to get to the why and how important it is. So you really, really want to get to the how. Hopefully right now you're like, oh, I, just tell me how to do it, Abby. Just tell me how to do it. I hope you're doing that right now because that means I'm doing my job, getting you excited about meditation. I want to also say you're going to have less anxiety. If you're an anxious person, when you meditate, the more you meditate, the less anxious you're going to be, the less reactive you're going to, you're going to be. And anxiety, think about it. It's one of the chief factors in poor communication and poor connection with other people. When, I know. When you meditate, so here's what's interesting about this. So meditation overall strengthens connections in the brain. That's what it's doing, right? It's helping against cognitive decline. It's creating more gray matter in the brain. It's it's helping the volume of your hippocampus, you know, which is your learning center. I mean, it's freaking amazing, people, okay? But when you meditate, you're actually loosening the connections of between very specific neural pathways. And I know so you're like loosening connections. I don't know if I want that, Abby. I know that can sound scary, but it's actually a good thing. So earlier I mentioned the, the lateral prefrontal cortex, right? But there's also a medial prefrontal cortex. We call it the MPC, the medial prefrontal cortex. We like, I'm a brain surgeon, please. People, neuroscientists do. I'm not a neuroscientist. I just play one on TV. Um, so your medial prefrontal cortex processes information relating to yourself and your experiences. That's what it does. <clears throat> so normally, the neural pathways from what you feel in your body <clears throat> right? So normally you have these neural pathways from what you're feeling in your body, your physical sensations in your body to your amygdala. Remember, that's the fear center of your brain. Normally these are really strong. So when you experience something upsetting, which used to be a lion about to attack us, right? But now these days is your partner criticizing you. When you experience that, it triggers a strong reaction in this medial prefrontal cortex, and it makes you feel like you're being attacked. So your partner just said, you know, oh yeah, I didn't really like the chicken last night <laughs> or something. And you're like, ah, basically, and I, you might, I say this with love, you might overreact. Every, everybody does this. We, we over, that's what happens. We overreact. But when you meditate regularly, it loosens this connection between your medial prefrontal cortex and your, amyg and your amygdala so you don't react as strongly or feel so afraid even to things that used to trigger you and you end up seeing things from a more realistic perspective. I'm throwing some brain science at you here because I want you to really understand how great this is. So your lateral prefrontal cortex, it strengthens those bonds and makes you think better. And in, in your medial, it loosens that, it loosens those neural connections. And so it helps you not be so reactive when you have something happen, you know, physically, it's not going right there. If you've ever had your boss say, you know, I'd like, I'd like, uh, it's 8 a.m. And they're like, I'd like to meet with you at two, you know, and your stomach drops out and you get all upset. Well, that's going to immediately, your, your amygdala is like on fire, man. It is on fire when that happens. This meditating will help loosen that so you don't go right to that scared, terrified, horrifying place that you get more realistic. Like, well, I haven't done anything for my boss to fire me. Why am I getting so crazy about this? Like, what, what am I so worried about what's going to happen? And which will also help you think better where you might say to your boss, hey, I'm actually a little anxious when you said you know, we'll talk it too. Can, can you just give me a quick heads up about what that's about? And as we both know, 99.9% .9 of that is like your boss saying, oh yeah, well, we have to fire Barbara from accounting and, you know, I want to get, uh, that's going to affect your team and I want to get your take on it. You know, you're going to hear something like that and you're like, oh, or, or they say to you, we have to plan the holiday party or something, you know, and you're going, oh my God, I was going to be upset all day about that. Okay. The other thing, I'll just say this quickly and we'll dive into the next part, is that you, another benefit is that you'll have more compassion and empathy. And again, there's been a ton of research that's shown that both empathy and compassion are higher in people who meditate regularly. Boom. I've covered empathy in a whole other episode, which you can listen to and I'll link to in the show notes, uh, or, you know, you could always go to the website and you can go to the search function in the toolbar and put in the word empathy and it'll come right up. You can look at the, at the blog post about it, uh, or you can listen to the episode about it, whatever you prefer. But right there, 
right? Boom. And just doing this. And obviously, if you were to do a loving kindness meditation, it would, these empathy and compassion will be even higher. And I did do, again, a whole episode on compassion, self-compassion and how to create more of it and how it's the key to happy relationships. And again, I'll link to that in the show notes also. And yet again, you can search on the website for any and all topics and the, you know, the most recent will come up, but if you keep looking, all, all, all of them will be there. So again, I've covered this in numerous podcasts. So empathy and compassion are key, key to creating healthy, connected, satisfying relationships. So you got to have them. Okay. So I hope you're really sold right now. So let's get, let's get crack a lock in here. So what to know before you get started? Let's talk about that first. What to know before you get started? First, (laughs) first, and then she's quiet. First, you need to remember that the experience of being still, of sitting in a meditative practice is cumulative. The more you do it, the quieter your mind will get over time and the better you'll get at meditating. It's just how it is. Like any other skill, it's cumulative, right? It, it, it improves with repetition. Every skill is like that. Meditation is no different. It really, really will. And like I said, it doesn't mean, you know, the greatest basketball players of all time will still shoot and miss and that, or any sport, right? It doesn't matter how long you practice something and how amazing and great and top of the field you get, you will still make mistakes, right? It's the same thing in meditating. Like I mentioned earlier, I still have times where I realize that I've been daydreaming. You know, my mind has been wandering half the time I've been in meditation or sometimes all of it. It's okay. You just keep going. Number two, I want to say before you get started is you have to find something that works for you. I'm teaching you what I do, but you might find another form of meditation is a better fit for you. You know, it's like, to me, it's like exercise. There's so many ways to exercise. There's so many ways to get physically and mentally fit. There's not just one way. And my way, and I'm just going to write this down, little note. Uh, so I come back to it. Uh, my way is my way. You know, this is what's worked for me, but there's lots of different options. Okay. And this next one is really big. Do not, I repeat, do not meditate longer, even if you think you can. Okay. So the way I'm going to teach you, it starts small and it gets longer over time. Even if you think you can, oh, I can go right in at 10 minutes, Abby, don't do it. Because what happens is what, if it feels at all negative, I mean, even a teeny tiny bit, you're not going to want to do it. And what I want is for you to start small, really small, so you can feel how easy it is, how quick it is. You can build quickly. You can feel like a win. It's so nice to feel a win, (laughs) right? What feels better than a win? Win, win, win. So when we have a win, we feel good. And so just starting with a couple of minutes, I promise we'll increase you relatively quickly, but you, you know, you've got to start where you start. Okay. So be patient with your learning. The way I teach it, again, takes this into account. So, you know, going slow, going small and getting bigger. I also want to say you got to change your mindset about meditation. Meditation is your buddy. It's your friend. It's fun. It's fabulous. It's it's relaxing. It's um fun. It's fr- it's uh I don't know what's another word. <laughs> it's loving. It's um creative. It's all the things. As you meditate, you know again you it's your buddy. So don't beat yourself up when your mind wanders. It's, it's really key how you respond when that does happen. You just want to acknowledge that it wandered. Whatever you were thinking about, think about it non-judgmentally and just bring yourself back to the present. That's all you want to be doing. It's a wonderful practice for the that, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful practice. I just, it's just think of it in a fun way. Like, oh, I get to go meditate. Not like, oh, I have to go meditate. Okay. Just try to shift your mindset about it. And I do want to just say one, actually, as I'm saying all this, I want to give a um, caveat, a uh, warning, a label. This is your warning label. Meditation is, again, a wonderful practice for the vast majority of people, but it's not, it isn't for everyone. Of course it's not. It, it's, it's, uh, there's definitely a, a small population of people, and maybe one of you listening now, I don't 
think that's always the people who listen to my podcast. I, I think the vast majority from what I can tell in the research we've done on who listens, <laughs> who's out there listening, I believe this will work for you. However, as I said that, if you try to meditate and have negative intrusive thoughts or memories that increase your anxiety or or exacerbate or make worse any of your mental health system symptoms, I want you to stop and check in with a mental health provider. Hopefully you already have one. If, if you've got this sort of racing thoughts, horrifying memories, and I'm not saying in all my meditation that I've never had an ang- Of course I have. I've, you know, thought if, if taxes are due or something, you know, I, you know, I might find myself going down a negative road or something, or maybe I had, you know, go talk to, I knew I was going to go visit my family and maybe my mind went down a negative road. I'm not saying that's never happened when I've meditated. I'm saying that you're having really intrusive, negative, horrifying thoughts, maybe of hurting yourself, of hurting someone else, of um, that life is hopeless or helpless, like a really deep, deep thing then, or some horrible memory from your past, maybe of being sexually abused or, I don't know, you know, hurt in some way, something violent. Um, I had a woman years ago who had been raped and when she tried to meditate, um, she had intrusive thoughts about her rapist. I mean, it was terrible. That, I, I had her stop immediately, immediately. This is not a good practice. This is not how we want to get from A to B. However, I have had people who have been had horrors in the past, rapes and violence and sexual abuse, who have not had those issues intrude into their meditation practice in any um, common way, in any you know uh, consistent way. And so, you know, again, you might occasionally have a negative thought or you know, whatever, or have some negative thoughts. You know, that's kind of what's going on here. You're noticing the negative thoughts and you're bringing it back to base. But if they're those deeper ones, then you really want to talk to a mental health professional, which again, I hope you already have. It's, uh, it is possible that you could proceed, but with professional help, you know, a professional meditation teacher, a therapist, who specializes in meditative practices, but it's really best to be safe and work with a professional and really decide with them whether this is a good idea. Okay. So I do want to give that caveat and that off to the side. All right. Because I hate when people say everything works for everybody because it doesn't. So here's how you get started. If you want to get started, let me say this first. You can, I have a free meditation starter kit right? Everyone knows, you should know by now, there's a free meditation starter kit. You know, when you come to my website, you could spend money if you want, or you could get everything for free. I, you know, I, I am here for you. And so of course I have things where I can make money. Of course I do. Why wouldn't I? Um, you know, I'm, I'm giving hours of my time a week and, and it's really great when I can, uh, obviously make money too. I, I have, only good feelings about that. And always for me, it's as long as I'm selling something that I really believe in. And so uh, if you want to really get that hand-holding, learning to dive in and learning to meditate you know, for 15 minutes in just 15 days, then I've got this little special offer for you because I've had many, many requests over the years for someone from my clients and from you guys, I, emails coming in, hey, you should put together a course for this or whatever. So instead of doing a whole course, you know, I'm like, oh, a course, who wants a course? I, I created a meditation album. It's a learning to meditate album. And in it, I hold your hand and I walk you through a daily meditation practice and I help you stay focused and on point while you go. Uh, it's, the album is basically a quick meditation course. So I teach you how to become a consistent meditator in 15 days. And again, I've helped thousands of clients and other people learn to meditate using this strategy. And I don't see any reason why it's not going to work for you too. It's basically, you know, you started just two minutes a day, which makes it easy and accessible to begin. And again, the meditation starter kit starts you that way, which is great. So you'll get a little of the same stuff if you want to get that first and see what that feels like. If you like it, you'll really love the album. And then I hold your hand through the entire process. So you're you're never alone. I love you. I love you. And, And you build slowly to 15 minutes. And what I want is that you gain some confidence and enjoyment really in the process. Yeah, I know. Crazy, I know. And you know, in the end, you'll find that meditating 15 minutes a day is easy. It's something you'll look forward to doing because of how it makes you feel. 
and the positive effect it has on your life and your relationships, right? That That's really what it's all about. When I meditate, I have a sound I listen to from me. That's how I do it. So I sit, I set a timer for 15 minutes. I like to use the old school kitchen timers and not my phone because I don't even want to be near my phone. But sometimes like I keep a kitchen timer in my car. I, I keep them everywhere. I have one here in my office. Um, so I use that and I like the click, click, click of the little tick, tick, tick of the thing. And that's what I tend to listen to. I also here in my office, I have a heater that I almost always have on because I'm so cold and I meditate first thing in the morning. So, uh, and a lot of times I'll meditate right here when I first come in my office and right on the couch, if you're watching on YouTube or right back there, um, I set up all the pillows around myself and I have the heater on blasting on me and I listen to the sound of the heater. And that's what I use as the focus. And I just, for in my head, I'll say, listen, listen. And you know, I'll go wander and I'll say, listen, I'll come back. Um, if I'm in my car, I, that's when I'm kind of listening to the tick, tick, tick of the, the timer. I, it, I like using sound because it's anywhere I ever am that uh, if I'm in a hotel room, I, I don't always bring my little timers with me, but there's always a sound. There's like the heater, the heating vent or the air conditioning vent. There's something that you can kind of focus on. And if you are somewhere that's very noisy or something else, it's really, it's great. You can still meditate, you know, notice when the noise comes and just bring yourself back. When I lived in New York City, I had a fire station on the corner, no joke, of where I lived. So and after a while, you just don't even hear that. You know, you you don't even notice when those go go off. So don't get, don't think you have to be in some super quiet environment with nothing around and everything closed and whatever, some hermetically sealed place. Really allow yourself to be wherever you are and learn it there. That's kind of, again, why I personally like the sound. Other people use, always use their breath. Other people with this album that I'm giving you, I'm using silence a lot, but I kind of come in at different intervals and say, hi, just in case you're daydreaming, come on back, you know, come on back. So that's the way I teach it personally. Um, and I, you know, it works and I want you to start really doing something. This is really taking action in your life and getting rid of all the ideas you've had before about, I can't, I can't. And when you take time, and I really hope that you start your day with meditation because this is putting the fuel in your tank for your day. This is helping you first thing, get focused in the right direction. But if you cannot, for whatever reason, do it first thing, then just get it done when you can. But when you do it first thing, it gets rid of a lot of excuses that your day got too busy and I couldn't get to it and whatever. And it's also signaling the universe first thing every day that you're the most important thing there is. Your time, you taking care of you is more important than checking your phone, seeing if your mom's okay, seeing what work emailed, seeing anything else. You start with you and it is powerful beyond measure. I, I can't, I can't speak highly enough about it. Okay, so if you come on over to abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast, there will be a link to the meditation album and the meditation starter kit. Again, if you already have the starter kit, I would highly recommend you check out the album. If you, I made the price point low enough that it's really easy for everybody to get. If you um, haven't tried anything, start the starter kit. See how you feel. See how that feels. And if it feels good, then you might uh, think that the meditation album is good for you. Or as many of you know, there's tons of um, apps out there. There's, you know, um, Headspace. I use Insight Timer. There's Headspace and Calm. There's all the things and they have little things on them to learn how to meditate. I don't care how you get there. I just want you to get there. And I want you to see how important it is. I think for a lot of people, you know, staying connected to me, hearing my voice, you know, meditating with me, hopefully feels good. And and my clients have said it does. So that's why I'm offering this in this way. Oh, we've done it. That is it for the podcast. I am so, so, so happy you've been with me today. Oh, let's just take a moment and just feel this moment together. How are you doing right this moment? What are you thinking about? Are you already starting to shut this off and run to your next thing? Are you already, you know, full of whatever's next? 
be here right now. When you stop, when, when this ends right now, just take a minute, take a breath, really set your intention for what you want to do next. My intention today before I came on here was to be of service and to really help you see meditation differently, which I hope I did today. And to remind you that you are so, so, so loved. So loved. I adore you. I feel always grateful, always happy, happy, happy when I sit and talk to you like this. It's um, one of the truly great joys of my life. Have an amazing day, amazing week, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcap.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.